active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, or medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. This is Stephanie. I'm your host of this podcast. Today, we have the amazing Ben. Ben Carroll is a physical therapist. He's worked here for almost a year. It's kind of crazy that it's gone so fast. And so today we're going to learn a little bit about Ben, like why he became a physical therapist and what he loves about his job and, you know, all great things like that. So Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, like, what made you decide to become a physical therapist? Well, the reason that I kind of got into physical therapy was when I was in high school and a little bit in college, I had to be a patient. So I tore my ACL three different times playing sports and just the physical therapist that I ended up interacting with, especially when I moved down to Dallas, was um, a guy over in Grapevine, and, and he really just inspired me to to be a physical therapist just because of, he was just such a cool guy, and the interactions he had with his patients were great, and I saw that, you know, he made a big difference in my life just from a standpoint of, like, helping me get back to sports, but also, like, um, I just really enjoyed being there, and I... I, w- I wanted to work in a clinic like that where you know it had a good a good culture and uh, you know you were really able to impact people's lives on and off the field and, yeah. and out of their daily activities. Totally get that. Similar similar story to me. Like I was grew up super active and um, and also had a lot of injuries and was always just curious about like what I could do and how does this work and how do you fix this that um, really you know when I was looking at like what I really truly wanted to do. It was similar. I just it's it's so cool how the body, um, how you can just change. Like you can you can heal the body, and it's so cool to be able to impact people's lives and and get them back to what they love to do, which is like your experience, which is awesome because you want to give that to other people. I will say though, what both of you guys just said though that's really cool, is that it's not even necessarily like the PT that made you want to become PTs. It's the impact of the people who you were around when you were going through something that was not necessarily, I guarantee your ACL tear was not the best moment of your life. Like, no one's is, but, like, being in an environment where you do feel that you're able to get somewhere you're comfortable, that is necessarily what, I mean, made you be where you are now. It's just because you were treated like a human being and were given the feeling of hope. And I think that's what really stands out is that it's not necessarily that you came in and, like, my knee's messed up, I want to become a PT. You came in and were treated and respected and given that the ability to know that you can go back to do something that you loved which was playing your sports and I think that's a big thing that I've noticed since being around physical therapy is that it's not necessarily I like personally when I first heard physical therapy I thought it was just pain like that was it like you're in pain you go to therapy you're out of pain you never go to therapy again until you're in pain I don't think it was until I I spoke with you about it literally today that it's like a lot of therapy comes around from wanting to be somewhere or the fear of not being able to be in that place. And that's what I think is the impact though that is therapy is that it's not just like treating pain, it's giving life and giving that hope that you can keep that life. And I think that's what is kind of cool that that's where you are where you are. It isn't necessarily because you're like, man, I love torturing people and bending their legs in 50 positions. (laughs) Oh, that's what they think. (laughs) They think we're the pain and torturous people, but ultimately, you know, we we do it because we know that it's gonna help them get back to what they love to do. Um, and that's, I mean, when I was looking at like, well, do I want to be a doctor? I knew I wanted to get something in the medical field. Really what put me to like 
pulled me to like physical therapy was the fact that you like could follow the patient and see the progress and mm-hmm. just see the excitement and take someone coming in that's just like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to get back to something to being able to get them back to the things that they love to do when no one else said that they could. Um, I mean, I, it, that's just like the best feeling when you, when you get people that come back a year mm-hmm. later, kind of like your story, like, and they come and they tell you how much you impacted their life and, and didn't think they could get back. Like that's, that's why, that's why I do what I do. I mean, they change a lot though. I mean, people who you have, who I didn't think would ever do a quarter of what they do, Ben, like it's insane. Like, especially cause what I do sat up here in a chair in the front is a lot of like spectating. And I think at times when you're involved in something, it's like, like a football player doesn't notice things that coach notices because you're in the actual game. And I think at times like, it becomes just part of like, this is what you're on. You're on this journey together with your patient. I don't think at times you step back and really see how far you've come on the journey, even in like two visits. Like some of these people we see come in here, especially like, like hip things where like they look and walk like like robots almost, you see it, especially because they're walking up here to the front to say goodbye. Like I'm watching them walk different at the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. That's where it's crazy at times is that it isn't instant gratification because it's not huge leaps and bounds every single visit. But then it is from like where I'm sitting, I see massive improvements where like people's legs are like twice as straight as they were two weeks ago if you go away for a week and you don't notice it because you're in it. And that's why I think it's weird, especially like from my point of view versus what you guys see is because you're on the journey with the patient as much as the patient's on the journey because you both do a ridiculously good job of just being there, not just physically, but like going to the emotional stuff and seeing what people are missing out on and just being a part of it that I think at times like, you don't even realize how much progress is made until it gets to, you know, we're on visit number eight, week five, six, whatever it may be. And it's like, oh, wow, now when you do a reevaluation, like, wow, we did come a long way, but sometimes sitting up here, you see crazy changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, helping them get there without surgery and you know the side yeah. effects of any anything else. I mean, is is huge because I mean, once you get the, once you start on those paths, a lot of like with medications and surgeries, you know, it's tough to take that stuff back. I so think it's funny to me is that you guys like it's normal because you guys have been around medical stuff. Like when we get like scripts at times and things like that, and I'm like, oh my God, they have like 95 pills. It looks like it's like I collect them all. <laughs> and then it's like, they've gone through this surgery, that surgery, and like, I haven't seen it that much. Like I've never like, I've luckily avoided every surgery possible. Like I've never had a surgery. So like to me, it's like surgery's like, okay, this is the end. Like this is your last resort. Like it's this or you're pretty much like, there's nothing you can do. You've exhausted everything. And I think so many people, it's not even like the last resort at times. It's just the first option because they don't get offered things at times. Or it's like they get to that point and they ha- they think they've tried everything. Yeah. And they haven't really seen the best of everything. I think that's another thing, too. A lot of people, like, will try things and it's like it's not a good version of it. Like yeah. you, A car is a car, right? But there's a difference between a Rolls Royce and a car that's got about two more miles before you broke down on the side of the road. And I think a lot of people just go, like, I went and tried this and it didn't work. So that's it. That, that is the end. It didn't work. That's that. So, like, seeing some of them when they go through and they've got, you know, four different shots in one week, and then it, like, I've seen them, it literally looks like you're ordering a CVS worth of painkillers, and you're like, to me, that was insane, because I'd just never seen it. And I think when you're involved in the medical community, it becomes, like, the norm to see things like that. And it's really cool being in, in here, is that that isn't accepted as the norm. And not because you 
don't agree with this, that, or the other, but because you want to actually exhaust all options before you start just going, well, we're just going to start cutting people open and, and rolling through. Uh, that's been huge to me to see, not just yourself, Stephanie, but Ben, like everybody in here has the same viewpoints of like, we will do whatever it is that we can physically do to make you as good as we can. Like, it's, that's, I mean, it sounds simple because it really is simple. Like, everything will be done. Yeah, I think um, with patients, like, they they try so many things. And just like with anything else, you have good doctors, you have bad doctors, mm-hmm. you have good PTs, you have bad PTs, you have good chiropractors, you have bad chiropractors. But they don't know. Like, they think, like, everyone's the same, and they really aren't the same. I mean, you can go to places, and it's, like, so cookie-cutter at other, at other physical therapy offices, and it's, like, they... You know, we talked about this. You had a shoulder issue, and everyone said, like, oh, just do these strengthening exercises, you're good. And I'm like, oh, it's probably not your shoulder. It's probably come from somewhere else. And and realizing that, you know, our body works together and that where this side of the pain is often not where the source of the pain is, mm-hmm. but so often in other places with doctor's offices, even chiropractic, they just want to focus on, like, where the pain is located. And you really got to get down to kind of the source of what's going on and the movement patterns and, and there's a process to get through it all to really figure to figure things out and that's you know we have the time time up here to to really sit down yeah. and figure things out where a lot of places they don't i mean you go to a doctor's office you can't figure out what's going on in a five minute visit with imaging and you know you go to pt and, and you're, yeah. you're with two and three other patients like you just can't figure things out i mean you can a little bit when when you have enough experience because you've seen the patterns but um, but you really can't until you really sit down and, and have the time. Well, you said something spend. to me about that, though. Like when you were, when you were working prior to here, that you were just like back-to-back people all the time. Like you didn't yeah. breathe between notes and the next patients, and like there, you didn't even get. Yeah, I mean, there, there might be a person that I, I know would benefit from one more time, but I mean, you know, you're just so weighed down with notes, and you know, your next patient, your next patient's coming in 15 minutes, so. Yeah. Um, you know, usually it's like, well, it'll just have to wait until next time, yeah. you know, and uh, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and it's like that kind of a across the board with a lot of physical therapy clinics. And probably the biggest thing that I'll hear is like, well, I tried physical therapy and it didn't work for me. But it's every physical therapist is going to be a little different. I mean, it's like if you go to a dentist and you have a bad experience, you're not going to be like, I don't think dentistry works. <laughs> like, they, they, like I, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't need the tooth scraping or whatever, you know. But um, so I think I think it pays to, to spend some time and see if you can, you know, find a really good therapist that you feel comfortable with, that you connect with, and that you trust yeah. to address that problem versus just jumping in and, going to where whatever comes up first on Google Maps or, you know, going wherever someone else tells you to go. Yeah. Well, share us a little bit about your experience. Like, I mean, I can I can share my experience on my, with my body completely breaking down with the way it was in the, in the system. Give us your experience of how you felt, like, before you got here. So before I came here, I was working. I was a uh, – I was managing a clinic. And, I, I mean, I'd probably see – I feel like I was on, actually on the lower end of like what a lot of these mill clinics will see. I mean, they'll put you, people. Will, I had a friend that would see around twenty a day. I, I would top out at probably twelve. I was the only physical therapist there. I just worked with some other uh, physical therapy assistants and a, a tech. And I think it was just. I mean, I was still overloaded. I, I felt like I didn't have enough time with my patients. Um, 
I was really overloaded with documentation all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was the main re- that was one of the biggest things that would keep me from spending time with people was that I'd be um, you know the person's in there they're they're giving they're you know I'm connecting with them we're, we're having a good session and then I it kind of dawns on me like oh I'm like super behind on my documentation mm-hmm. and I'm going to be here until nine o'clock tonight so we're coming in on the weekend um, but I mean I think that was the main thing I mean I'd actually been following your clinic for a while because I was I was interested in the McKinsey kind of stuff but so as soon as I saw the job opening I was like all right, I'm going to apply this job. If I don't get it, it's okay. I'll just keep doing the same job. But if I get this job, I'm leaving my current job. So it was either this one or, or nothing. But um, I think that was that was the big thing that drove me over here was just being able to spend some more time with, some, with my patients and, yeah, not feeling depleted at the end of the day. I mean, yes. and, it, and there's still days here when, I, when, I, when I'm tired, when I leave, but it's like, it's, it's a different it's a com- kind of tire. Oh, it's a completely different tire. Yeah. It's more like I'm just tired from, I don't know, it's just, you know. It's a, from the day. Yeah, it's just a day. <laughs> like it's, it's a not- good kind of tired that you, you got home and you can yeah. still function and you go to bed and you'll get good sleep. It's not like exhaustion. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not emotionally drained. You yeah. know, I I think that's the the big thing. So is, you're not crying eating ice cream at night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, got you. I, have, I, I have enough energy. I can I can usually exercise at night. I'll take the dogs on a walk. Make dinner. Yeah. As whereas before I'd just be you know wiped out. Well, you know when you when you work in clinics where where you're like in network with the insurance companies, you have to see multiple patients at the same time, and and by doing that, um, especially if you're someone. And you know, like myself, like I always wanted to give it a hundred percent. Like if I'm the type of person I'm, I'm all in or it's just not going to happen. I just don't like to do anything like, um, part of the way. And so you're just all in with your patient and you're going back and forth, like multitasking between patients. And that's, that's what really gives you that whole exhaustion and mm-hmm. the insurance. I mean, once when, you know, everything kind of changed with Obamacare and those kind of things, uh, the insurance companies created these secondary companies. So not only do we have to do our regular notes and do reevals to the doctors to get more approval, but we have all these other paperwork that we have to do to get approval from the insurance companies. So when you're seeing, you know, 12, 15 a day, that's potentially 12 and 15 extra notes just to get more visits. And and a lot of times they give you two and you have to go do the whole paperwork all over again. So mm-hmm. it's just a nightmare. And I mean, and I know it's the same with doctors. Like you're seeing that they're like, you know, typing and doing stuff during the whole entire session where they don't actually get to sit down and see you eye to eye and have these conversations because there's so much documentation that you have to do and paperwork in order to get paid. And it's just, it's just a bad system. And I, I mean, I always joke because one of my friends, <laughs> who's a doctor, she literally said that um, she's just done. Like, if she has to go back to working for any kind of corporate um, and deal with insurance and those kind of things, that she'd rather be a plumber, and I literally feel the same way. Like, if I had to go back into that, I, I literally would probably change professions, even though I love what I do, because it is so exhausting. Yeah. And that's the big thing. Like, here, I mean, I, I had a patient come in one day, and she had some questions about you know, a conversation she just had with a physician and she was looking for just some other opinions. And I mean, I, I've been seeing her for a while, but I mean, we just talked for like 45 minutes when she came in and she was like, well, you know, I'm, I mean, this is great. Thank you for talking to me, but you know, I'm sorry we missed our appointment. And I was like, well, just 
I got a patient this next hour, but just come back after and I'll see you for your actual appointment. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's nice to be able to just take the time with people and help them, help, navigate, yeah, help them navigate the healthcare system yes. because it's just, it's a, a mess. mess. Yeah. You guys are like also people's like spiritual advisors though. How many people just call here just to be like, well, I wanted to ask Ben this question real quick. Or can you ask Stephanie about this? I've had people call us about food. <laughs> Is this good? I'm like, okay. But like going off of what you guys just said from like what I see, again, I've never really had to deal with what sounds like the beautiful world of insurance, but like seeing you guys talk about patients who are coming in, they might not even they might not even be coming in for like half a week or next week or but listening to you guys actually like game plan is one of the coolest things here. Because it's a genuine like care. It's not like, oh, we have to do this right now. Like when you guys will sit and you're like standing on a box one legged backwards with like four <laughs> tablespoons of sugar in your left hand I'm like what the heck is going on in here but like it is like it that is the cool thing is that a big thing for me about the entire environment of what was here that always stands out to me is caring is like the first quality like before even physical therapy is mentioned the main thing here is literally just like having a genuine care to whoever's in the door on the phone even if they're not patients or will never be patients that's like the biggest thing to me that stands out about what goes on inside these like four walls is that from the front door to the back door and everything in between, everything's done with a genuine pure care and not uh, we have to do this. And like, and I'm not even talking about medical practices, I'm talking about 90% of businesses, if not more. It's just rare. And I think that is one of the perks of when you work in a smaller environment where the people are like hand selected to be a part of that environment you know when you go in, you're getting people who don't just care about getting you where you want to go, but anything that we can do to improve. Like, there's people who come in here who sit and talk with Gina for half an hour, just like, like I said, like a guidance counselor of life. And like, that is a cool environment to have, no matter what you do. And I think that's something that like, when you talk about having to almost like, what's it called, like production line through things, it's crazy because you never think of that in the medical environment. You always think of it as like, this has got to be the best, it's a medical environment, it's got to be, and until we spoke to, like, when I've spoke with doctors now, and you realize that, like, they are drained. Oh, like, yeah. you can't be your best if you are literally drained. Yeah. Which sucks because, like, there's some amazing people out there, and we don't even get to see their best yeah. because they are. They're just, I mean, how many times you've told me about the days of the past where it's paperwork up to the eye and the next person's already in the room? Yeah, it's, um, it, it completely drained me. I mean, I was just, like, the life was sucked out of me, and I... Um, I didn't realize how bad I was because I, I loved my job, so I kind of pushed through it, but like my body completely fell apart. I mean, it took me a good, you know, after kind of getting out of that situation, a good year before my body started feeling back to normal um, because I was so overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. And, you know, you just, you just care so much that you want to do your best and you get pissed off when you miss things. but. But, you know, patients didn't care because you were trying to learning. But I was like, oh, my God, if I would have had time, I would have picked up on this so much sooner. But mm-hmm. I didn't because I didn't have the time to, to really spend spend with people. But, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's really sad. Um, I also think it's, it's funny, like, you know, for me, but like the best part, the best part of the job is is meeting the people and um, and seeing them get better and just building those relationships. And I always laugh because, you know, we literally like help people avoid surgery. I mean, like people think I'm so against surgery. I'm not against surgery. I just think that that you don't have to have it. Like there's times when you need to yeah. have it, and I'm like, you need to have it. 
Um, You've told people that. Yeah, I've been here like, for that. But it's so rare, but it's so funny when I when I do say, like, yeah, I think you're going to need the injection, or yeah, you're going to need the surgery, which is, when I say it's rare, it's, it's like, I probably only say that, like, two times a year. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's not that, but literally they're like, like running home to tell their significant other, oh my God, oh my God, Stephanie said that we need to have surgery. <laughs> like, I can't believe it. She's so against surgery. Like, it's just funny because they, um, because I mean, like I said, you just, you want to do what's best. I mean, I, I always live by the rule that, you know, I want to be treated how, is how I want to treat others. So that's how I want to be treated. I, I'd want to be able to sit down, have a conversation and process things with someone that I trust so that I make sure that I'm making the right decision, and that's really how I want to run this business. I remember when we did, um, we were writing up an email that one day and we were talking about surgeries, and it was crazy, because like, like you just said, it's probably like two a year that leave here, and, and you've recommended they have the surgery. I mean, there's people who have had injections for certain things, but like when we were writing an email up and I, like, I was looking into it, it was 144 million surgeries were performed in the US. The next one was, I want to say it was the UK, and it was like, 45 million mm-hmm. and I'm like now obviously there's a lot more people live here yeah. there is but like when you really look at it and the next one after that was like Germany at like what was it like stupid low it was like in the 15 million yeah. range and I'm like it just drops like when you're talking 100 million more surgeries it, it's because it is like that's the go to and yeah. I didn't realize it until not not even that long ago like I thought about it I was sat down and I'm talking like in my own brain and I'm like how do doctors fix things? In like, that's the only thing they can do. So the only thing the they thing can offer, that. like where they can truly help someone, is by doing injections, give them medications, or having surgery. Yeah. They can't do anything else, and so that's going to be you know their option. And, and some of it too, you have to realize that they'll send to physical therapy. It doesn't work, and so then in their view, physical therapy doesn't work because they go they send them to places that aren't great. I mean, if you go to a mill for the most part, you might you might find one person that really cares and it's going to be great, but they're not going to last there very long. They're going to be out to find something else. But they they like, well, physical therapy doesn't work. We've already seen this before. So now, you know, the only thing I I can say is, you know, this is what we see and this is what we need to do as far as surgery. And so um, I'm like, ever since I stopped marketing doctors and, and have gone back to like finding my own patients through different ads and and community events and Google and different things like that. Like I am just so shocked at what these people have been through and what they're told. Uh, I'm like, I didn't even realize it because before, you know, my last practice, we got referrals from doctors. And, you know, even when I looked back at my practice then, we still didn't have a lot of surgical cases. Most of them we were able to help, you know, avoid the surgery. We didn't have a lot of surgical cases coming to us, but you know, when you get people that aren't directly coming in because a doctor said, oh, come in here, it's, I'm just shocked at what they've been told and, this, and you know, how, like, their journey that they've been through this, it's quite amazing. So I think when, when we we're able to sit down and go, like, oh, my God, we can help you. Like, this isn't going to take that long. Mm-hmm. I know we know exactly what to do. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. It's the crazy what people go through. Well, it's also kind of like weird to me seeing that you guys don't see everybody like once every two days for 10 minutes. That, like, <laughs> my brother had um, ACL tear and um, he went through surgery, then went through his PT and all that. And it was, he would go there like every other day for what felt like 15 minutes with the PT. It was like mm-hmm. 45 minutes of being in the building, which was, you know, like they're getting in, checking in, all that, the awkward sitting in the front waiting. 
and then he'd go in and it felt like he was like with the PT for like 15 minutes and it sucked because he was in high school so you're trying to schedule this kid in, a, in high school every other day for PT and like they were never available in the afternoon type thing it was always like you'd have to leave school a bit early yeah. to go get PT and it was like like I said it was like 15 minutes every other day though here it's like what once a week is probably the average I'd say yeah once a week for an hour yeah. That was weird to me. I'm like, I didn't know that was a... And then I realized that it's not weird because you're actually getting time with people instead of it being, like like I said, like a, a mill where it's like next person in, next person out. And I didn't realize that PT could actually be done in that style of way where in reality you're actually spending a pure hour with somebody where you can actually fix things instead of just addressing what happened between the last 15 minutes that you saw them. Well, I mean, some of it too. Like I, I always describe insurance as like monopoly money because you don't even you're not really exchanging anything. And mm-hmm. so, um, when you don't really when you're not putting an investment down, then you're not going to invest in what you're doing. And so, because 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 people are putting. I mean, I'm not going to say it's like an investment, but I mean, our health is an investment. But when you come in, you actually like, yes, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to spend the money to, to do this then they're going to actually do what we, what we say they're going to do. So they don't need to come in yeah. as often because we're giving, we're like coaching them around, okay, this is what I want you to focus on this week. And it's not, it's not like 25 things. It's like three things. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, giving them lifestyle changes as to what they can do throughout the day that might be creating some of their problems and really brainstorming that with them. So they don't, we don't need to see them that often. Sometimes we do as we're kind of figuring things yeah. out. And, you know, if you're not someone that really even – you know, you need someone to be there to tell you that you have to do this. We have those clients too. They just pay to come in more often. I mean, you just have to know who you are and be like, okay, well, that's this is how I am and this is what I'm going to do. But, um, but if you're pretty independent, you don't need to, to come in, you know, more than once a week. And you know, as people get better and they're getting back some of their activities, it's 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 spread out. And then we get people that come in for tune-ups. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to come in monthly. Um, or weekly or bi-weekly or you know it's it's different for yeah. everyone based on like what they need so it's just it's cool to be able to kind of follow them through that journey and mm-hmm. continue to to see them and see the progress like I'm amazed even like with our wellness clients that we have just knowing where they were and where they are now it's it's amazing like I never would have thought the wellness side of things would make that big of a difference in, in health um, but gosh I mean as you start getting older, I'm like, you know, I'm getting closer to, to 50, scary. And I'm like, God, I kind of I want that service. <laughs> I kind of I want that service where people kind of help me so I can stay active and not have any issues. And um, it's way more fun to do that than to, like, wait till something breaks down because then it's miserable. Yeah. Well, then you were saying, you know, you only got what felt like 15 minutes. I mean, my, my 7 o'clock patient this morning, I mean... He's still kind of, we got to the end of the hour and, you know, he's still kind of having a little trouble with something. I was like, well, let's, let's keep going. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you, you do that extra. a lot, though. I yeah. will say, whenever it's something that, like, they really, you both do, though. Very, like, and I'll say that's an awesome feeling of, like, if you are a patient, or even if it's not a patient, like, just if you get treated like that as a customer somewhere, like a store, if you got treated like that, it's an amazing feeling to be like, okay, so we're not done because the time says we're done. We're done when you feel that, like, we can both mutually walk away and know that mm-hmm. we're in a better place. But you do that tons. How many people yeah. are like, when I first got here, I'm like, are they hours or are they hour 15? <laughs> What's the time frame on these? Because why not, right? I think it's funny as well, though, is what you said is that, like, the different people. Because I can think of, like, two or three who you have who you know, like, 
without a shadow of a doubt, you can only give them one or two exercises because chances are they're not going to be. And then you also have people who are like, they're just runners for fun. And if you gave them 50 exercises, they'd probably do 52. <laughs> so it is funny, like, you see so many different um, styles of people, like, being around this, because it's those different personality traits where you get that person who's, like, an athlete and competitive, they will do everything under the sun, and then there's people I know, there's people who you have, like, you pretty much just do their exercises for them, because, like, that's, that's their piece. And they're fine with it, they'll come and see you, because that's what they're fine with doing, and it's just funny seeing the, the different personality traits of patience and how yeah, almost like you can relate it very well depending on like your personality Stephanie is like energizer bunny so like it's funny to me seeing you being able to relate those still to people who are like either like super high anxiety or people who are just kind of in their own world and it's funny seeing like different personalities that you're able to work with because my personality is like very like 100 miles an hour in my 100 mile an hour straight lane whereas you're able to um, you like zigzag back into their lane slow down pick them up and then and bring them along with you. Yeah, that's a learned skill. <laughs> like you just, as you get older, you just kind of learn how to navigate that a little bit mm -hmm. better. And I mean, oh gosh, you know, you, you can talk with Lisa because Lisa's been with me for like 16, 17 years and how I used to be um, 100 miles an hour like all the time, but you had to be in order to get everything done. Yeah. And so it was really hard to slow down. Like I didn't know how to slow down and I've had to really learn how to slow down here that I'm like, Oh, I don't know how to go fast anymore. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I can remember when I did my first evaluation, um, and you're just so used to going so fast. I was like, okay, that was 20 minutes. What am I going to do with the next 40 minutes? And so it's been really actually fun. Like it's been probably healing for me to to actually slow down and have conversations with yeah. patients. And and well, you guys have friends now, not patients. Oh, I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Though, like a lot of the patients who did start out as patients become like. Pretty much, like, like I said, it's like family almost. So they come in here, they take a seat in the front, they'll talk to you for 20 minutes, they tell you everything that's going on in their life, and they're like, oh, I guess we should do this PT thing that I'm here for. <laughs> but that's how it is. Yeah. I've always kind of been like that, just because it's just fun. I mean, I, I love to meet new people and um, just, you know, learn what they're... You, just, you can learn... You, if you are open to, like, listening, yeah. you can learn so much from people, whether they're young or they're old, and you're just always kind of taking things in. Um, it's, it's just fun. Like, that's the fun part of the job. Like, the people are the fun part yeah. of the job. And, but that's why like, the environment here is that, though. I mean, like, everybody everybody who comes in here does feel like a part of a family, though. That's why it's funny. I mean, everybody knows. But, like, when Ben's not here come October time, everyone's going to be like, Ben have his baby? Ben have his baby? <laughs> like, everyone will know. Like, you just will. You'll, be, you'll have diapers for years. Like, you won't even have to think about it. It'll all come from here. And it's just, that's, it's such a cool feeling, though, of that. Like, when people... Have, I've never answered a phone to people and then be like, how are you doing today? And like, oh, I'm good, how are you? Because you're just so used to always asking when you answer the phone, but like, because they know who you are, they've heard your voice, or like, people will call us here, they're like, is Stephanie there? I'm like, no, no, is she meant to be here? They're like, just tell Stephanie to call me. I'm like, okay. I'm like, Stephanie, someone aggressively asked to call you. I'm like, oh, I know who it is. And it's like, it's funny though, because people get so, because you guys impact quality of life. I think that's the big thing is it's not even that you're like making someone so better so to speak but when you like directly impact their quality of life they now trust you with their life. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, you get those calls where I just wanted to ask Ben this. I'm like this has got nothing to do with what you were talking about today. Like that's the cool thing is that is the environment that comes from like just genuinely caring and then following up on what the promise is of just doing whatever we can to get you where you want to be 
and some. I think that's the coolest thing that comes out of like being a part of being in an environment like this is that they become, everybody who touches or is a part of what we do become a part of Empower. That's the coolest thing that I've felt so far. Yeah. What's your favorite part, Ben, of the, of the job? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely the relationships you get with the patient, and it's like you're saying, I mean, you're, they're, they're calling us to talk about things that aren't even related to physical therapy, and it's like, you know, I might send somebody a recipe or something that, I, that we talked about during <laughs> yeah. the session, or yeah. like, you know. I mean, um, you have some solid beer chats in yours as well. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we're like giving each other tips on like what breweries to go, you know, yeah. pick up at, and th- things like that. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot about this kind of East Dallas area just from my patients because like I really wasn't that familiar with this area so like I'm always trying to get the inside scoop on like restaurants so there's a ton of restaurants here like so that, you don't yeah. get referrals in Dallas you like you have no clue because like right. there's so many restaurants that you need someone to tell you like this is good this is bad this isn't mm-hmm. yeah and like this is the place for it because they'll just talk I mean I don't know how they talk sometimes with their like legs behind their head and <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard more grown men cry in here than I think I have anywhere else except for sporting events. So, I know usually during what Don't part of the session. Don't be scared by that. Don't be scared by that. We do really know. <laughs> I usually know what part of the session I'm like. All right, I'm gonna stop asking you questions now. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll get back to talking about that after. So you guys have a better understanding of that though than dentists and barbers. For some reason, dentists <laughs> right. and barbers don't know when it's the bad time to talk. Mm-hmm. Dentists have a habit of talking when they got the whole hand in your mouth. <laughs> Occasionally we get some of those patients that just, they want to come in and they just want to be zen. And they don't want to be quiet mm-hmm. and they just, you know. So you do get those ever so often one-off one-off people because you'll ask them questions and they just won't engage. Like, but, yeah. but you know that, that's, that they still enjoy coming because they like the atmosphere. and, and But those are the ones, though, who all of a sudden tell you the most, like, out of the blue, amazing thing that's happened in their life. Like, yeah. right before they leave, like, I'm going to such and such place because you gave me this now because yeah. I can now move like. You're doing a triathlon? <laughs> you said a word in six weeks. Okay. It is cool, though. It's cool to see, like, from my perspective, just seeing how much you guys do that you don't realize that you do. Like, when I spoke to your mom and she's, like, super excited that she went up this massive, like, boulder of a mountain that's, like, they call it a rock. It's not a rock. Like, uh, but, like, it no... It is a rock. It's just a mountain rock. <laughs> like, no person is moving this rock. Not even Hercules. No. <laughs> but, like, hearing people, like, they'd be... She's like, I would have been scared to do that. And I'm like... You don't even think, like, people are scared to do certain things because they have put this limitation on what their body can now do. Yeah. And realizing that, like, you're allowing, your brain is kind of dictating that new limitation because your brain's going, hey, this hurts, we're not going to do this, instead of, like, doing the natural human thing. The body, like, in the right place, if you give the body the right nutrition, the right environment, the right love and care, your body bounces back quicker than anybody realizes it. Mm-hmm. And, like... When you hear people who were at once scared to do something who are now, you know, doing this, doing that, it's that is like those are life changing wins. Like yeah. these people are doing things that they wrote off. That was it. They were done. Your mom was not going up a rock again. But they're done. also told by like society and yeah. by medical professionals that like this is the way it has to be. And I don't I'm like the super competitive person, so if someone says I can't do something, I'm like, Well, you just watch me, I'm gonna figure it out. Um, which has probably made me the way I am with like, well, no, like you can do this. Like, why can't you do this? Surely we should be able to get you back. Like, and, and you know, I'm always amazed when I'm like, God, I, don't, I don't know if I can help this person, but I know these things that, that aren't working right. Let's work on some of these things. And then you do. And then all of a sudden they, 
they're like doing things that they never thought they could do like it's it's amazing like i'm i'm just in awe of the body like it's it it really can heal if you really understand it and it's just getting um it's getting to people that really do understand it because i mean i had a conversation with a patient this morning and literally she's like she'd been everywhere i mean mm-hmm. when i say everywhere she's been everywhere and she's like i've been doing this all wrong and yeah most people do they they think it's a muscle that's tight so they're constantly stretching it they're not getting better they think that they need to go and strengthen it but that's not working either and they're trying dry needling and they're trying all these things that are treating the symptoms but i'm like they're not getting down to the root cause and so literally like i mean she's on her like fourth visit and and she's like i was able to like walk up the hill i'm not having any problems walking i can sit now i'm sleeping without any pain and this has been going on for off and on for like two years with no one else been able to figure it out but you you know it's the body it can heal it compensates as well though so like when you do start doing things that you think are better all you i mean you're probably doing something beneficial but it's benefiting the thing that's now compensating so all that's happening is you're keeping the actual root cause and you're just kind of aiding it you're like putting training wheels on a bad problem yep. like it's still a bad problem yep. right? and I think though naturally especially because speaking from my family for some reason if you, anybody who has WebMD automatically thinks they're a doctor as well <laughs> and anybody who has YouTube automatically can become a heart surgeon so I think that a lot of people think they're doing the right things and it's just that they have no idea on how the body works as a whole. Yeah. Because whenever something hurts, people go and go, I mean, we've all done it. You type in, my knee hurts. Like, like Google's not going to be like, okay, so what, what started that knee pain? When did this start? Like, it's going to give you a definitive black and white reasoning of why this hurts. And that might not be you. That might be. And then, you know, you feel a bit better from the three or four things it tells you for like a week. But like, it's funny to me is how many people like myself included in this, I thought that you'd be able to just look stuff up. Like, can we just not give people exercises? And you don't realize that like, like myself, my shoulder hurts. It's got nothing to do with my shoulder, but because that's what hurts, that's what I Google, why does my shoulder hurt? Yeah. And it's not my shoulder though, that's actually the problem. And then I just create a longer problem, not a bigger problem necessarily, but like I prolong it longer and longer and longer. And then it becomes like a habit that my body now compensates in that way. And now, not Until only you be- can't, that's what happens. And then you, Until you the try body compensate says, I can't back. compensate anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, the body basically says, I'm done with you. I'm going to make you hurt all the time. And then so you have to actually call take care of this. And then that's when they come in. That's when this yes. phone rings out of nowhere. Then <laughs> They're like, oh my God, it's really affecting my life. Yeah. Like, I have to get in now. But that's that's how it happens is this, it's those small like compensations that happen that you're kind of going around a problem and yeah. you can for a while, but eventually the body says they can't do this anymore and it says, ow. And then, then you're like, oh, wait a second. Um, and that's why like most of the people that come in here, when you ask, what'd you do? I'm not, I'm not really sure. I mean, they're not people that have fallen on the ground or done anything, they're not really sure. And when you're not really sure what happened, I guarantee you like, 95% of those people will be able to get back without having surgeries because it's just figuring out what they did and doing some of those things, getting down to the source, that kind of thing. So, Well, I think we have, we have a lot of patients that will come in and be like, well, I'm doing like all of these things yeah. that I found on the internet. And I'm like, you need to be doing these two things. Yeah. Not if you're doing, you're doing everything and everything is, is making your problem worse. Yeah. So like a lot of times it's just picking the right things to do at the right time to get you better and you know yeah right we're the coach of the body yeah i mean there's a good chance we'll progress to doing a lot of the other things you were doing yeah. but you, you just not may not yet. be ready or that maybe just a totally wrong body part that you've been focusing on like like kieran was saying 
the shoulder pain that's originating out of the neck. So, I mean, just getting that extra opinion is so important. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go and look up stuff in a book and say, like, okay, I can do this, but do you, it may be the right things, but do you know, is it the right amount? Is it the right force? Is it not enough force? Is it too much force? Are you doing it too much? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have, is it even the right exercise for you to start at this point? Like, there's so many things that you have to look at to see how your body responds to know how to adjust it. So it's mm-hmm. not just, like... You know, you go to a doctor's office and like do these five exercises. Oh, they didn't work. Okay, well, you know, you did you did the exercise for the rotator cuff. I guess we're gonna have to do surgery on your rotator cuff because it didn't strengthen with these four exercises that I just blanketedly gave it gave you, and it didn't even you know why not even do the right thing? Yeah, well, yeah, I feel like in that case that they could the exercise could almost be too easy to get you back to the level that you want to be at. I mean, if they just give you these basic rotator cuff exercises, and you're trying to go back and play beach volleyball. Then that's probably not going to get you back to playing beach volleyball yeah. anytime soon. So, it may I mean, not even be a rotator cuff issue, that's as true. we've seen before. Yes. <laughs> I will say, though, something that I felt that was like really strange, because I'm an extremist type personality, is that the towel roll concept going <laughs> off of like too much. Because I was a person, like, if my back hurts, I'm like, I'm going to go get a foam roll. And like, I couldn't comprehend, like, this, this really hurts. Like, my back hurts more. This is a lie. I'm being sold something by like a witch doctor. Now this like, made me worse. And I didn't realize that, like, your body may not be ready for that part of a treatment. And, yeah. But here's the truth, though. No one, like, I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of a towel roll in my life until I've been in here. Because <laughs> all you do is We you... use very sophisticated equipment. Mm-hmm. Things that you can't find anywhere else. I mean, you can find them in a house, but... Yeah, but that's sophisticated. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't need a lot of equipment for physical therapy, and I think that's... Um, you know, I had a doctor one time, and... Um, he was sitting around the table and he's like, so this is when I back when I did lunches for doctors. And he's like, so what, so what kind of equipment do you have? And I'm like thinking, what do you mean? What kind of equipment do I have? And he's like, well, what kind of equipment do you have? And I'm like, do I really need equipment to work someone out? I'm pretty sure I can work someone out harder without equipment than with equipment. And he was like, oh, well, good answer. I mean, there's, you don't have to have a lot to, to do things and ultimately you're not going to have that equipment at home so you, you don't you can't use it so the whole point is to get you to to know what you need to do to fix yourself so we use very basic things like a towel on, as exercising sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. one thing i want to kind of like end with just to kind of recap it is you you had your acl tear i think it's a kind of a cool story how you um the point of your life you're in and how your journey was to actually getting back on the field and the fact that it wasn't as simple as like your knee messed up your freshman year and then you were playing sophomore year like I think that's a big reason that you are the way you are as a therapist though is that you have you've gone through your own adversity so I think you connect like on a very good level with people going through adversity I mean mm-hmm. you have people going through like massive massive things at times where they've gone from it's not even just like a, a problem in their physical bodies, like their whole nervous system and everything's going through something. So I think that's why you're the way you are. So I think you should kind of like explain to everybody what you went through in your own. Well, I tore it and came back after like my freshman year of high school. And when I came back, my, or well, I tore it in my eighth grade year. And then when I came back and played football again that next spring, I, I tore it again, like almost a year to the day. And so, I mean, that that's kind of a tough go. I mean, when you have rehab for mm-hmm. almost a year and then you come back and you tear it like, like the second week of spring football. Oh, and so I was like, okay, there goes like another season. And then so 
I mean, I went through like this time, you know, I rehab for longer. I think I, I think before I had probably done like nine months rehab or so, and then this time I did like a full year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, I think it, it it teaches you patience, and there's, you know, as long as you're kind of making progress forward, there's always still a way to get back to what you want to do. Um, I think that's one of the the big things that stuck with me from just having to go through that. And then I went through it the third time. I was just like. Okay, I've done it before. And this is when I was even, I was in college, so I was thinking I was going to be a PT. I was like, well, I mean, let's uh, let's go through rehab again. I'm going to do some of the rehab on my own this time because I had to go back to college. And I was like, all right, if you can get through this and rehab your own knee a little bit, go to physical therapy school and help other people with it. So... I mean, you definitely, that's one thing that you're, like, amazing with is people who really do have, like, massive uphill battles, mm-hmm. finding ways to show them that there is still progress. So I think that really does, like, has came from that, is that you've gone through your own war zone, so to speak, that you are able to literally stand side by side with people who are going through things that they probably tell themselves every other day that this is it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that because you've gone through it, I think you've shed light without even realizing at times that there is a chance that life will be what you want it to be and you just can't give up because you're in a pain spot. I think a lot of that comes from when you have three ACL tears in one lifetime, you've, you've gone through a bit of pain. Yeah. yeah. One thing I too like the story of like just the physical therapists and, um, and how, how they really impacted your life. And I think probably the biggest thing that they gave you is that, you know, they gave you hope that you're going to get back. Like they, mm-hmm. they were confident that you could do it and um, I know that's what patients say up here all the time. Is like, I, you know, they won't say it at the very beginning, but maybe six months later they're checking in and they're like just thanking you because they never thought that it was possible. But because we came in and said we can help you, it's possible. It just gives you that like, oh my gosh, okay, I think I'm in the right place because mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna be able to get back to doing the things that I love to do. And I think that's that's what that physical therapist did for you. Yeah. Also, just like being there, and I always felt like he had like a. Uh, when I thought I had like reached the the pinnacle of yeah. like. Yeah. I'm getting there. there, he's yeah. He's like, no, nah, like we. I got another like exercise we can throw in there and like challenge you some more. So I mean, it it, uh, it always kept me guessing. It was challenging, but I knew he was trying to get me back to that goal that I had. Yeah. That's huge. Just trying to make sure you know you have a goal and you're trying to get there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.